0: Welcome, folks, to Chiang Mai is Blue, your independent Chiang Mai FC podcast with me, Rob Scott, with Simon. Hello, Carlos. And with a special guest, Carlos Eduardo Pereira.
1: Thank you very much. This is a pleasure for me to be talking with all of you. It's
0: lovely to have you with us. Um, This is kind of a big week for Chiang Mai because on December the 3rd, the club is celebrating its 25th anniversary. And I couldn't think of anyone better to help celebrate that. Than the most successful manager that the club has had in its history. So, this is very good timing, Carlos. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you for me. It's a pleasure. It's really thanks for all of you to remind that uh, <coughs> I was with the team and I really appreciate that. Oh, it's yeah. always a pleasure to talk about Shanghai. It's a special place for me. They were great. Days.
0: They were great days. Look, I. I want to tell you, you and I have talked a lot in the past, but I have never really sort of dived too far back into your history. And I feel like I've got a bit of extra time today. So if you don't mind, I'd sort of like to go back to the early days to start with. Um, because as a sort of bright-eyed 25-year-old, you packed your bags and went to China.
1: Actually, before, before, before China, with 24 years old, yes, 24, no, 25, you're right i went to malaysia i worked before in malaysia ah, i, I left brazil yeah sorry but i left brazil i was working in fluminense academy yes, with yes. gama de gama 2005 we worked together there and under under 20 of fluminense he was the head coach i was assisting him and in the in the same time i was working in the brazil national team under 17 and I got an invitation to, to come to Asia to work in Malaysia. Right. Nice. I, I went to Malaysia, but after three months, I received a call from China. They invited me to go, and I just left Malaysia and went straight to China. And from where I started, I, I spent more time in China at that time. But this is, was a special moment for me. you you, you right, I was. 25 years old yeah and I mean, yeah. from that from Does that you, I decided that okay. yeah yes yeah, and from that I decided that I must stay in, in Asia it is you know the place that I love it the culture everything even from Malaysia the China I become I say no I must do my my football life uh, in this area here and from that, i start go everywhere in the world and um,
0: yeah i mean you really have become a a sort of footballing jet setter now two, uh, so two questions or two people questions here one you mentioned gamma who i assume has been quite influential in helping you develop your career and two i assume the same probably relates to your uncle as well who's, a, who's been another jet setter but I'm particularly interested in that sort of relationship with your uncle who is, I mean, he has to be a legend in Brazilian football.
1: Yes. First about Gama, we worked together in Fluminense after he invited me to come to, to shanghai to be with him. After we went also working together, in, we are friends, we, we know each other a mm. long time ago from many years and he's a in my in 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 life because in my football career he helped me a lot and I learned from him a lot and he really have a special part yes special for me. Yes. And about my uncle, you you know he's Brazil he won the World Cup twice with Brazil national team. Yes. First in 1970, when Brazil won, he was the fitness trainer of the team. Oh,
0: cool.
1: And after, yes, and after that, in 1994, he was the head coach in the USA. And one on penalties. Yeah, in USA. Yes, yes, on the penalty against Italy. Yes.
0: Correct. And. Which was a surprisingly good World and Cup, I, actually, the, the, the US World Cup. It was actually a, much more of a success than many people had thought. I was in North America at the time, working in Canada, so remember that one really well.
1: Yes, no, it was a was a special moment there. But the people, they want to promote the football there, Correct. and I believe work it worked well. Correct. And also, they will have another World Cup now there, and you see what is happening with these moments. But, the, but, but, big, your, but your, but yeah,
0: yeah? yeah. But your uncle also took Kuwait to the World Cup in eighty two, the United Arab Emirates in nineteen ninety, and, uh, and Saudi Arabia in ninety eight, and South Africa in twenty ten. That's astonishing.
1: Yes, and I think he, I will, if I'm not wrong, I think he's the most most uh, coach that worked in the World Cup. No, no, sure, uh,
0: sure that's right. I don't think anybody else yes. I don't think anybody else before or ever in the future will be able to repeat that. Yeah, it's yeah, a then, tough call, isn't it? That's an impressive yeah, C V. That yeah. really is magnificent. Uh, his first his first job as an international coach was in Ghana. That I hadn't that that I only discovered as I was reading earlier today. Uh, nineteen sixty seven yes. he went to Ghana.
1: Yes, yes. He went to Gum he went to, to Ghana. He was young in Brazil. he was very young, and they invited him to go to coach Ghana national team. He just accepted that the job and he went there he spent one year they was if I'm not wrong, there was the second place in the africa yes africa champions uh, not africa champ africa league
0: yeah
1: Africa nation i I don't know how they call yeah the national Cup, you know, that yeah. Nation's Cup yeah. or something like that and and in in the same time they invited him to be the coach of one local local club the name kosoko and they went to the champions league of africa and they was the second place with this team
0: my my just on a personal note my my father went out to nigeria in 1970 so about the same sort of time uh, uh, as your uncle was in ghana so, I remember very well what it was like traveling out there, the sort of living conditions out there um, but it, yes. one think one thing that united large parts of Africa was football the Green Eagles in Nigeria, which had a huge following
1: yes I, he I, he always talked that he he was living in one in one army complex and he he because didn't have hotel that times the, the hotel where the, he, he was with the national team. Yeah. He was in one army uh, complex, and from that he went to. He got the money that he he received as salary. He said that his salary was one hundred dollars per month. He yes. got all the money. He went to Germany to do like a football course. I think, and he spent one month there, one and a half month, and when he went back to Brazil, the people knew that, hey, this guy was in Germany, and that time no internet, you cannot, you yeah. don't have how to to, to, to see the other, the other uh, national teams training, what they're doing, only in the World Cup you, you see what they're doing from you, huh? because the the world was not connected like that with internet nothing yeah, and uh, they invited him to be part of the the Brazil national team because they want to know the secrets of the German football <laughs> and it was also dis-
0: it was so disconnected back then, uh, Carlos. So I, I would I would send letters to my to my dad out in Nigeria, the usual sort of begging for money letter. Yeah. It, it would take two weeks for the letter to get there, a week for him to get over the yeah. shock, and two weeks for a reply. Uh, it was just a very very different time. Uh, so so for your uncle to be that far away from home that must have been quite something Uh, there was a piece in Sports Illustrated about him and I will read you what it says around the world countries became better places thanks to Pereira he defied expectations wherever he went and he did so with the kind of intelligence and awareness that most managers aspire to have
1: fantastic, that's cool
0: uh, yes. As as a sort of tribute to to your family legend, that's quite something.
1: Was he very influential as you were growing up? Yes, we, you know, we, as much as he can, we stay together. In that time, I was young, but he, we follow him when we, we. But the problem was the school that time, even my. My brother was the same situation. We normally we saw my uncle during the, the the vacations when the school closed. Normally he come to Brazil, we stay together, sometimes we visit him. We try to be a family but it was difficult to grow up with him together like this. I
0: imagine,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said you your father that time also had problems about letters, everything, but <laughs> of course I
0: it was almost impossible, I, mean, I, I yeah, people no, asked me no. and I basically
1: said I've lived away from home since
0: I was 13 years old, so...
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, no, but, you no. Know, really good to have these people, this, I was very important for me to have him near to me. I learned a lot from his histories and make me more comfortable when I got my first invitation to, to be out of Brazil for work. And he was the first person to come to me, and say, hey, go. Go, because it will be good for you as a person, as a, a man. You see how is the world, and you'll adv- be a different good person when you come back to Brazil. Now, I've,
0: I've, again, I've never asked you this. What, what does your own father do? Excuse me? What does your father do?
1: My father? Your, your father? I couldn't
0: uh, hear so, your father, because your father must be your uncle's your
1: brother of your uncle. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. father is my uncle-brother, yes. My father is, is, is my yeah, uncle-brother, my father. Involved, is he
0: involved in football?
1: Completely different. My father was a policyman in Brazil for 30 years. <laughs> he worked in the policy, yes. <laughs> did, and did, my did grandfather... That, Sorry, carry on, Carlos. That's
0: fabulous. Right, that's, did,
1: my <laughs> grandfather was... Was a policeman? Was a big policeman in Brazil? And my mm-hmm. father followed my grandfather, but my uncle no. My uncle went to the sport life. Did Did your father play football um, for fun, or you know, an amateur team, or just no interest in football? Never. I never see my I never see my father kicking one ball. Never in my life. <laughs> but here's, never, but here, here's what's
0: interesting. He's, Carlos's uncle, yes, but Carlos's uncle never played professional yeah. football. Coached, no, no, but he was around, good, yeah? Yeah, coached around the world, never played professionally. That happens quite a lot. Yeah, my uncle... You that some of the coaches are, that are great, were not that good at football.
1: Sorry, yeah. Carlos. No, on. he likes football. He, he doesn't like to play, but, you know, in this moment now, if you have a, a football in, in, in TV, he watch all the all the Mets, my father. <laughs> but, Playing is something difficult. Uh, something different from him. He doesn't like. But watching, is he watch all the match that if, even in Indian Indian league doesn't matter wow. with what kind of league is showing. he's watching.
0: So following following China, let's get back to let's get back to how your career grew, built up, Carlos. You, you left China. You went to the United Arab Emirates.
1: No, from China, I went to South Africa. Was oh, I, th- my I, thought, first. I thought South Africa followed the Emirates. I thought there was some time yeah, in the Emirates yeah. yeah. you know, No, I went to South Africa. I spent okay. six months there. From that, I went to Brazil in holiday. I was already talking with my club to coming back to South Africa. Yes. I went to Brazil for holiday and I received a phone call. One guy that I don't, even today, I don't I don't know how he called me, how he got my number, and he invited me to ask me, hey, you want to go to United Arab Emirates? I said, uh, maybe, yes, yeah. maybe, okay, I go. And yeah. after two minutes, his secretary called me, hey, this is your, that time we were using fax, you know that? Yes. not an email yes. with a fax. Yes. Hey, please, uh, can, you send, can you send your passport by this number? We'll send the, the signal from the fax, you pass. I passed my passport, I had the copy, I passed. After 40 minutes, he sent back the the, the visa for me to, to go through UAE and the ticket for me to come inside for for traveling after one day or two days, I don't remember. And I, could, <laughs> I couldn't believe and I, went. I needed that time to call the club in South Africa to say, sorry, I will not be back because I received a, uh, a offer from the UAE, and after I left UAE, I went back to Sotaf. I saw that.
0: Now, when the Emiratis want something, they, they, they make sure they go out and get it. Now, you you would have arrived in Dubai at almost exactly the same time that, that my wife, Tai you, you've met her, uh, that she arrived in Dubai working for the airline back in 2006. What's strange about football in the UAE is foreigners are not made particularly welcome you'll see very few foreigners at the games Uh, unlike Thailand where where there are plenty of us but UAE it's a bit of a it's a bit insular
1: still is yes that time that time UAE was the football was how can I say it's almost amateur because all (laughs) the all the Arabic players they work but they say they, they have a job, they are not football players 100%. Yeah. They they had a job, they work in the police, they work in the army, they yeah. do something. And the foreigners, you have, that time you had many, many players from Iran, from Egypt, from the countries around there. And they use this as excuse when they saw that you doing some training that they don't like when they saw the program they they didn't go to the training because they say no I was working in, uh-huh. in police to do something but you know sometimes you go to the training you have five players for training. Sometimes you go you have ten. <laughs> oh. Only maybe two, three days before the matches you have full squad. Sure.
0: That must be quite frustrating. <laughs> Maddening, I would have thought. Um, frustrating, yeah. Yes,
1: frustrating a lot.
0: So we go back to South Africa. Now this is, we get, better get this right, Lamontville Golden Arrows?
1: Yes, yes, Lamontville just, Golden Arrows. Just outside
0: Durban, what a nice place to
1: be. W- wonderful place. You know, this is two places in my, two cities in my life that, if one day I need to stop and say, hey, I, wa- I choose this place to live, two places, one is Chiang Mai, Yay! Chiang Mai is special for <laughs> me, believe <laughs> in me, believe me, believe in me, I'm not we joking, do, believe it, me, um, Chiang Mai and, uh, and my, well. my wife, yes, my wife, we, lo- we love this place. You've got, we love this place.
0: It's, it's, it's beautiful, friends of mine live there, you've got that lovely coastline all the way down to to, to Cape Town as yeah. well, and you get that stunning Durban light, which I think is just beautiful. You were there quite a long time, Carlos, like oh, like three years, yeah, four
1: I spent, years? I spent almost four years there, Yeah, almost the four years, and, and my first time in South Africa, my first six months in South Africa before we were here, was there, was in another club, the name Amazulu, also yes. in Durban.
0: Yes, I've heard of that. Um, yeah, this is you. Also, there of course, through the 2010 World Cup, which I thought would have transformed South African football, and I don't think ever really did.
1: Is that fair? Oh, Billy, I think no. I think it changed a lot. But okay. I, I as I was there, I was then eight. First time, 2007. Wait yeah. until the World Cup 2010. I saw a lot of changes about about organization in the league. Right. The level of the league improved a lot. The level of the stadiums also. I cannot even compare what happened because the news wonderful and we use them during the league. Before the World Cups, so we already using the the stadiums. Oh, that was good and about 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 sponsors everything what's happening before when i arrived there the first sport in the country was the rugby mm-hmm. and the biggest sponsors they normally they go to rugby they don't go to football Correct. and before the world cup two years three years before the world cup they start investing money in football in football clubs yeah. and I, I left I left 2012. Yes, 2012 I left. So from 2000, from 2007, 2008 to, to 2012, the football there had a lot of money. Really, a lot of money. The sponsors. After that, after the World Cup, pass the people start realize they start bringing back the money to rugby but before that i saw a lot of changes there football level was very good the level of local players wonderful skillful players fast players and i believe one now uh, i received the offer six seven months ago to be back to south africa right. i didn't go and the money, the salary now, it's completely different than before. And I asked the agent, I said, hey, what is, what is going on? What's happening? Because they said now that that COVID situation destroyed the country. This, because they're, they're, sadly, I think
0: that's probably true. South,
1: yeah. Yes, because South Africa rent the, the, the local, local money there the dollar become very, very high, the price of the dollar mm-hmm. and enjoy the local community, the, the local companies and become a big problem for them. And I believe they will take time to recovery and now they using local coaches, they using some some local players, most of the teams they use foreigners, but from Africa before when I was there, they they brought some, some, some good foreigners from, from from Costa Rica, some from Colombia, from Brazil. We had many Brazilians there from from Europe. But I don't think of the way they have foreigners like this now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it just, in many ways, for me, it just shows how tied up sport is with the economy of a country. Uh, and the South yeah. African economy has been... Uh, uh, Unfortunately, a mess for a while. Um, they they have a big cricket game today. <laughs> yeah, yes. They, they play against Australia in the uh, in in the uh, semi final of the uh, fifty over World Cup. To football, podcast. Simon Simon's, <laughs> Simon's less cricket. than interested in that. <laughs> I like my <laughs> cricket. I, think, I bet Carlos <laughs> likes cricket. Um, so, what took you away from South Africa? You're obviously very happy there, so why move on?
1: You know, it's it's something that nobody expected, that, even me, because I was in 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 Golden Arrows for three years. Yeah. I renewed my contract for more three years, mm-hmm. and after eight months, I left. I think eight, seven months, I left because that time i was working as assistant coach of the team and even i i normally i had many coaches there i have german coach i have english coach i have portuguese coach serbian coach working the club and i assisted all of them but in one stage one turkish coach come and this guy make me crazy <laughs> and i just say, i just say no i cannot i cannot I cannot be i cannot be here with this guy mm-hmm. and i went to the club was one, one lady she was the owner of the team i went to her say hey i'm leaving and she said, you crazy you not go anywhere you stay here you part of my family i said no sorry i cannot deal with this guy this guy is crazy and that time, who was work with me was Manu from from Thailand National oh, Team. Oh, really? Wow, okay. We, we are together, they work in the same club, and he's the one that comes to me, hey, cool down, let's stay together here, don't worry. I say, Manu, I cannot be with this guy. And Manu has a big I went, today. Y- yeah, Ta- that's tha- Thailand-China. That big is against China, yeah. I saw, I saw, yeah. I, saw. I, will, I will try to watch in here, yeah. yes, I will try to watch. I was, I really want Thailand to win this game and need to win well. And I just left the club. She didn't accept. I waiting for the for the salary come. When they deposited the salary in my account, I just sent back to the to the club account and gave her the the slip, say, Hey, this is the my termination of my contract was just one salary. I just terminated my contract and I went back to Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I still have many friends there I still in this club also this lady we are we are talking almost every month once per month, and I had plans to be back there but yeah i mean no, you should, no. you
0: shouldn't let one one unfortunate individual sort of huh. Sort of mess mess up the way your career is going. So you keep all the other you you keep all the other opportunities open, and you keep in touch with all the other people, and um, just ignore him. Yes, yes,
1: yes. yeah. Now yes. That, that that
0: that then took you back to Brazil. Back to Brazil, just north of Rio, Juventude. Ju- Ju-
1: yes, yes, we we played the Serie B of Brazilian League. Yes, that time and we spent two years in Brazilian League in Serie B. Yeah. And that and my last my last day of Duque de Caxias was when Gama also went to that work. <laughs> Gama went to that work and he, the first day of Gama he came and he called me two, three weeks before I told him, hey Gama don't come that the club have many problems about financial they are not paying salary for the past two, three months, you, If I advise you to not come, and I will move out. Say, no, 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 I'm coming, you are not move out. Say, Gamma, I will move out, don't come, don't come. And his first day, he arrives, we did training together, finished the training, I went to him, say, hey, I'm just going out, because spoke with the president, don't have money, I will not stay here with no money and also 15-20 days only and he also saw the, the situation yeah. of the club and yeah. left but it mm-hmm. was good for me it was good for me Serie B of Brazil it's very good very tough league that's a, tough st- that's and, a good standard yeah yes yes yes. no mm-hmm. it was good and and it was important for me to be back to Brazil I was out of Brazil since 2006 yes and I need to to put my face there because people knows I was uh, overseas, but they don't know my work because after six, seven years without being in Brazil, and they saw I'm working there it was important for me. I yeah. needed that.
0: That makes sense. Uh, but then, then you went back to the United Arab Emirates again.
1: Yes, two thousand fourteen. Fujairah and Fujairah. I, I yes was in it, it had kalba but we normally we stay in fujera yes yeah because it's a near city it's, Ka- it's it's
0: kalba basically just uh just on the south side of fujera airport so yeah it's a it's a sort of yeah, it's, yeah. it's a much more traditional part of the united arab Emirates, away from the sort of glitz and bright lights of dubai i actually rather like it though yes
1: yes yes we are near to the border of oman correct yeah five 10 kilometers from border of oman but it was very small city, very calm, very good to live. And there uh, we don't have m- much things to do. Normally we go... So good. People good, good, pra- good, practice, good practice, Carlos, for where you are now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here is not much difference. Exactly. <laughs> um, people there, they think we go to, to UAE, you live in Dubai, it's, uh, you live in a dream. One week you don't have anything to do anymore. You already know all the malls, everything, and you stay at home. Yes. Same then. Yes. yes. Now it's good to visit for two, three days, and it's enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've said that to people before. Then, there, then there's back to yeah. then there's back to Brazil uh, in 2015 and 16 with with some club football. Uh, there was one I didn't understand, Las Vegas United.
1: Yes, first I worked in the in, the, in one club in São Paulo League. The, that is the club. most strong in Brazil, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and after that, one friend invited me to be assistant coach in Las Vegas United Football Club, and they but, went to Brazil to do a pre-season. Right. When. When I arrived there after two days, the head coach supposed to be Emerson Leão. He was the he was the head coach of Brazil national yes. team. He, has, he he's a legend. He yes. a legend in Brazil. He didn't he didn't accept the job because about salary, something like that. Yes. And the president after, after two three days working, he came to me. The president of the club say, "Hey, you will be the head coach of the team." He said, "Okay, no problem." And we stay in Brazil. Okay. We stay in Brazil. <laughs> but I was there already. Okay, like, hey, let's go. Really? We stay in Brazil. We did the preseason there. From there, we went to Europe. We stay in... in Belgium. We stay in Belgium. From Belgium, we went to many places to play. We went to France. Went to Netherlands. And we went play and come back just to advertise it just for the people who know the branch of the team because it was a new club.
0: Yeah.
1: And he want to promote the, the name of the club. He want to find out some, some partners, or some business partners. And we stay for one month in Europe, something like that, 25 days. Played many games. Come back to Brazil to finalize the, the, the pre-season to finalize. And from two, three weeks before we go to, to United States, Gama called me to say, "Hey, I need you here in Thailand." And up at up at United, see. Carlos, take it, take yeah. a,
0: take a glass of water for a minute, because what I'm going to do is just break this into two parts, I think, and um, okay. and we'll start again with uh, with your time in Thailand.